Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to another transfer show. And well, you know what? We're living up to the name because if you live in Canada, this is Late Night Football on a Saturday. It's it's uh, it's something, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a long day, and uh, I couldn't do this earlier, but I'm going to do this now. And we're going to talk about uh, Frankie versus Barcelona 2022. It's like a court case in some ways, isn't it? It's a very interesting situation and i smile but actually when you look deep there's a really really uh it's a layer it's a layered situation that that's there between Frankie de Jong and barcelona so we're gonna try to explain it now some of you may already know what's going on some of you may already understand the situation but for some of you who don't uh, maybe this provides some clarity and this is i, I i'm not going to say this is impartial but this is a little bit of a, a look into both sides into how both sides approach are approaching this situation and obviously, we all have our personal opinions on which side is right, which side is wrong, which side is good, and all of that. So we'll try to get into that. But now let's just explore the situation. So the way that it is working uh, is at the is um, when I first thought about well, I mean, you know, just to put the context. So the thing is, Manchester United put in a bid for Frankie De Jong. Barcelona want to sell Frankie De Jong, and the bid has been accepted for for Frankie De Jong from Barcelona. Frankie De Jong on his side has said that he doesn't want to leave Barcelona. He's very happy. He doesn't want to leave. And so, therefore, there is a bit of a standstill, and and Frankie De Jong has not negotiated personal terms yet with Manchester United. So that's where that's it. That is um, that that's where we are at right now in terms of the situation. Now, if you go a little bit deeper, though, um, and what I realized is one of the sticking points of the deal was the 17 million pounds in wages owed. This was the word that was used: 17 million pounds or thereabouts in wages owed. But it's not actually 17 million pounds in wages owed. It's actually 17 million pounds in wages deferred, wages and bonuses. But I think wages deferred. And then, of course, there's bonuses as well and things like that, but which is different. Now, what does that mean uh, per se? What it means is think of it this way when you're working at a company, right? Or when I'm working at a company and um, I, I earn $300,000, let's say I'm going to use dollars, but you can use other currency. So $300,000 a year is what I earn, right? And so the company comes to me and says, well, you know, now there's two ways, right? One way is the company says, you know, well, I'm earning $300,000 as a salary, right? And uh, this is what I'm owed. But they only pay me two hundred thousand for that year. They owe me hundred thousand. So because they owe me that as a service, right? Doesn't matter where I leave or where I go. They've got to pay me that one thousand one hundred thousand dollars. They can't say no. Well, you left, and so therefore we are not going to pay you hundred thousand. No, I worked the full year. I deserve the hundred thousand. They got to pay me that, right? That that's what it is. So that is wages owed, right? When it comes to wages deferred, think think of it this way: is that if I'm earning three hundred thousand dollars a year, right, and my company comes to me and then they go. You know what? We know you're earning three thousand dollars a year, but we're cash trapped at the moment. So what we're going to do is we're going to restructure your contract. So instead of a one-year rolling contract, we're going to give you a five-year contract. And over five years, we're going to pay you hundred thousand dollars in the first year. We're going to pay you two hundred thousand dollars in the second year. And from the third year, we'll pay you four hundred thousand dollars every year. So basically, you make three hundred thousand dollars in two years as opposed to one year. And then you know the remaining because we owe you another three hundred thousand, we'll split that across three years. Plus, you know, because you are taking deferred wages, so in the third year, from the third year, we'll also give you a loyalty bonus, which will probably be another two hundred thousand uh, dollars assumption, right? So over the course of, you know, what you're supposed to make fifteen hundred, perhaps over the course of your uh, five years contract, right? Instead of that, over five years, if you stay with us for the full five years, you will make uh, you'll make it one point five, but you'll also make you know maybe another six hundred thousand in loyalty bonuses, so you're going to make two point one million, uh, two point one million dollars. Right, so that's the way that it works. Now, this is a contractual thing. So this is wages deferred. This is not wages owed. So if no, so the way that it works is that there are other contract structures. So you're hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, and then the first loyalty bonuses on that. Right. Now imagine after two years, right? I've worked. I've got three hundred thousand. Now I'm going to enter my third year, and I'm supposed to get four hundred thousand. 
and the comp and uh, the, the the company goes well you know we're still cash strapped and you know your old manager wants to uh, wants to bring you in so he says he wants to take you to his new company he's, he's starting his you know he's, he's joining a new company he wants you to go there we, you know we are, we are, he's going to pay us a compensation as well um so we, we need we need that compensation money so you know why don't you go and talk to them and see if you want to go right and well and he goes okay and i go okay fine sure you know you go okay fine sure um what are you what, what are you going to pay me and you know your salary is 300 they'll pay you 320 uh, that's what they say 320 so which is more than the 300 that technically you're supposed to earn but they're going to pay you 320 so there you go then you know now that's that's 320 right so i would say well 320 over 3 years is 660 but you're supposed to pay me 1.8 over the next because you only paid me 300 for the first two years i'm supposed to get 1.8 um okay let's say they give you they give me a bit of bonuses or give you give bonuses and maybe that comes up to a million i'm still getting i'm still we're losing our 800 now if i leave at that point after 2 years i don't get the remaining 1.8 they don't owe me the 1.8 because that is deferred wages because they that's the way the contract has been structured and they're supposed to pay me because my salary will just increase right so you lose out on that money if you if you leave the company you lose out on 1.8 you're not getting it they, they they can't pay they don't they're not obligated legally to pay you that money because that's how the contract was restructured so that's the difference between wages owed and wages deferred now at now imagine that you know the company is the new company is paying 1 million the new company goes well that 1.8 that's between you and you know your token company we're not going to cover that difference right? we're not going to give you 1.8 or 1.5 we're not going to give you that right and the whole company goes well we need you to go and we want you to go because we can't afford to pay you 1.8 so but the guy but you know but i could you know i'm well within my rights and this was a situation to me as i thought about it well if i'm well within my rights like you owe me 1.8 i'm going to stay here and take 1.8 i'm not going to leave right um because the other companies are going to pay me the 1.8 so so you pay me the 800,000 right and then i'll go right and you don't need to pay me 1.8 just pay me 800,000 i'll get my million from them that's it i will go right so you pay me the 800 and that's the second part the 17 million points is the wages deferred because that is what was deferred and that is what he will earn for the you know that those are the amount of money that he has lost because the pay cuts that they have taken in the last two years because of covid and master's debt issues that's what they've done and now that is the one that he has to collect now if he leaves barcelona frankie de jong bring this back to frankie de jong if he leaves now he loses out the 70 million pounds he's not going to get it because barcelona are not going to pay it to him right and and even if it is not and even if it is not like a, the way that i've explained it there might be legal loopholes in the way to get through get out of that clause so barcelona frankie de jong knows this and frankie de jong therefore does not want to say doesn't want to leave barcelona now the other part of it of course is the fact that he can't say publicly that he's going to leave barcelona because if he says that you know commitments are question things you know it's it's like you know you, you portray yourself as the villain and stuff because right now that's what Barcelona are doing they're making Frankie Leon look like the villain and so you know there's a whole whole thing that's happening over there and it's it's troublesome it is very troublesome for Frankie because he's like well, you know that's why he's taking and he's taking and he was you know he knows that they want to get him out so he's like well, no I don't want to go I want to stay here I want to stay here and uh, he doesn't want to go and so therefore that is where the issue is is the fact that it's wages deferred and not wages owed so what is basically happening is Barcelona are not legally obligated to pay that money if Frankie leaves now right but if he says they're going to have to pay him that money but they can't afford to pay him the kind of wages that he's going to require they're not going to be able to pay him that they need him to go just for the money and just for the wages but also the fact that they will get money to sign other players you know from the money that they get the 75 million euros that they're going to get they will be able to sign other players so therefore they need him to go but Frankie is dug in and said he's not going to go and Barcelona technically can't force him they're trying to force him out but they can't just kick him out So what Barcelona are doing now, and, and I mean it's a very simple issue. You just pay the 17 million from the money that you're getting in from Manchester United. You pay that, but Barcelona are being shady. They're being shady here, and they're not doing it. They're not doing the the simple thing because for whatever reason, whether that's greed, 
whether that's um, political uh, issues, I don't know what it is, you know, financial issues, they don't want to use that money to pay Penki Deong. Also, Penki Deong is going, well, I'm, I'm not going to go, right? Now, it could be resolved with negotiation, but I mean, you could probably tell Penki take, take a little bit less, um, you know, money from there and, and you know, and just and just do the deal. But they don't want to do that. Barcelona, for some reason, don't want to do that. And therefore, Frankie de Jong is going to stay until he is, because, because until he is given the money, the, the, that difference in salary is made up, he's not going to go. And right now, it's like that, and it can't go like that. Now, should he have gone on the preseason tour? Probably not. He probably should not have gone on that, on that tour. If Arsenal was serious about selling him, they should not have let him go on the tour. But again, here's the other problem with that, is because if you don't take him on the tour, you're kind of technically forcing him out of the situation and that opens you up to a whole other set of legal issues as well you can't you know you can't you know force a player out right because and that, and that's the thing frankie has not said he wants to leave because once he says he wants to leave that weakens his position right this is what it is so i'm pretty sure that eric and Hag would not be so adamant about frankie de Jong if there was no assurances on his side that he is willing to come right so i'm pretty sure there's been some back channel talk and those reports as well that was mentioned that there has been constant communication between the two and i'm sure there has been because if he wasn't uh, because i'm sure there's that respect between the two where if he's not interested then he would have said it outright but he can't say it outright that he wants to join manchester united because if he says that it you know it, it opens uh, you know then you're talking about commitment and you start talking about well this guy's mind is not you know in, in the right he's on the right frame of mind we don't want to keep him that opens him up to another whole set of legal uh, issues as well. So he's got to come out in public and say that, no, I want to stay at Barcelona, I want to stay at Barcelona. But if Barcelona pay him the uh, deferred wages, right, or close to it, I guess there might be some room for negotiation, I'm sure he will he will leave. But right now, and therefore it's a game of chicken between the Frankie and Barcelona, you know, if you could put it that way, it's like, who's going to blink first? And so Barcelona have taken him on the tour because that's, the, that's, that's what they're doing right now. So... It is going to be a, a sticky situation. We'll have to see how it uh, evolves and develops. Because quite frankly, I mean, they've accepted the bid, right, from Manchester United. So it, it, it does show that they want to let him go. The only question is, you know, is how they want to play this whole situation out. And from, from Ten Hag's side, uh, rightly or wrongly, he said that he wants to wait as long as it takes to get Frankie de Jong. I'm not sure that's a good idea, but then that's, you know, a whole conversation for another day. I mean, right now, this is, this is the situation. This is where we stand with Barcelona and Frankie de Jong. It's all about the term of that deferred wages is deferred wages that he will be paid. His salary is going to increase a lot this year and the United are not going to make up that shortfall. Barcelona don't want to pay him the amount that they're supposed to pay him. So they want to get rid of him. They want to get the money that they will get for him so they can sign players. Um, and therefore right now it's a situation between the two of them. That's the ultimate like most things in life. It's come down to money and who's going to sort of back off first. Um, if anyone, one of them have to, has to back off. And back off, I mean, one of them has got to, you know, has to initiate the compromise. It's got to be Barcelona. Whether they will be, whether they will be stubborn enough to do it now or later, we'll have to wait and see. But let me know in the comments. What do you think? Uh, does this kind of explain the situation? Do you feel that you have, you know, did you feel you already have more clarity or do you feel like you have more clarity now? Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the whole situation. Frankie, Man Barcelona, even Manchester United. How do you think this thing can be resolved? Can it be resolved? I would love to hear from you guys. So let me know. If you did enjoy this video, do smash a like. Uh, and of course, remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook as well. Like I said, we've got a lot of content coming up as well. And uh, I don't like to do these kind of episodes as well. They're kind of interesting and a little bit different. So I hope you enjoyed it. And of course, appreciate your support as always. Thank you so much. Have a good night. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.